Welcome back to the Not So Good Dynamic Duo Podcast. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hello Fresh! Yeah! Hello Fresh is an at-home delivery program that delivers amazing meals for the whole family. Use our coupon code DUO, D-U-O, all caps, for 10% off your next purchase. 10% off. Woo! Hello there, mateys. Welcome to our podcast. This podcast is about a very serious subject. And we are warning you. We are very insensitive. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. If you get offended easily, do not watch. Oh, that was a really bad clap. <laughs> we're, we're very insensitive. So, this is about a murder. A murder mystery. It took place... In Philadelphia. I hate Philly. Just putting that out there. The killed boy was first reported to the police on the 25th of February, 1957, by a college student. Ooh, college students. Ooh, Ooh. (laughs) The student reported finding the nude body of what appeared to be a young boy who was four to six years old, wrapped in a flannel blanket inside a discarded baby's bassinet cardboard box, which was distributed by the JCPenney store. This is why we don't have JCPenney in Canada. They messed it up in the 50s, so now we have to live without JCPenney. JCPenney, stop murdering kids. Okay, that that's in theories. Yeah, in theories, okay. <laughs> but it wasn't the first Two days prior, a young man spotted the baby when he was checking on his muskrat traps in this rural area. This is why muskrat traps are illegal. Because they kill boys. Oh <laughs> Knowing his muskrat traps were illegal, the man decided against telling the police. Okay. Yeah. The boy had blue eyes, a fair complexion, such as mine, and medium to light brown, crudely cut hair, such as mine. (laughs) His nails were noted as being neatly trimmed, such as mine. mine. (laughs) His hair was recently cut, such as mine. (laughs) He had deep bruises covering much of his body and face. Not as mine. Not as mine, yeah. No, I can't relate. Can't relate, bro. And experts speculate that due to the cold weather, the child may have been lying in the box between two to three days to two to three weeks. Okay. He was 30 pounds and was three foot three. He was severely malnourished. His body was covered in surgical scars. Now that's weird. Did they perform surgery on him? What if he died while giving surgery and they tried to hide it? Okay, that's just really bad. Yeah. Maybe like, why can't they just like confess the boy died while getting surgery? Oh my gosh, that would make maybe more his sense. Dad was like his dad performed his own surgery. <laughs> yeah, and then killed him. I yeah, mean, these are great. They, they didn't. So they couldn't afford getting um him actual surgery, so they did it themselves. Oh wow. DIY. <laughs> okay, but where were the surgical scars? I don't know. It doesn't say. Ooh. It could have been his head, because you know how they said that he died from, like, trauma to his head. Blunt trauma. Okay. Um, nobody reported a missing child that fit his description. And the thousands of leads produced came to a dead end. Later, police laid out his body in an attempt for visitors to identify him. Okay, can I just say one thing? That's really creepy. Imagine you walk in, okay, so like, and you see a dead body. <laughs> no, you walk in, and you're like, oh, 
what's up pops good day at work and all of a sudden you see like this dead kid and you're just like what is this what is it what why is this what you do on your free time scary scary spooky very spooky indeed um no one came to identify him. Yeah, <laughs> to identify him. I'm trying to be mysterious, okay? It's not working well. <laughs> so, investigators decided to focus on the baby bassinet box that the boy was found in. It was one of the 12 sold by a JCPenney store in Upper Darby. Darby? Yeah. Oh, Darby. Ugh, Darby. Darby's. All but one were traced back to their owners. Eight of the owners showed the receipts, except for one. Dun, dun, dun. Even the boy's fingerprints and footprints came up negative when they were trying to be compared to a national database in a local hospital records. This kid was off the grid. I can sense it now. He was off the grid. It was a home birth. And then they never said that they... (laughs) There there was no records. See? There was no hospital records. So the surgery was performed by his parents. Oh my god. (laughs) I'm genius. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Efforts? Efforts were underway to link this child to a relative by scanning it through a database. However, the mitochondrial DNA sequence, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, was too small to produce a conclusive match with anyone. You want to read the next part? No. Okay. <laughs> Near the crime scene, there was a blue hat. They went back to the shop where the hat was made. Yet, the owner said that the man who purchased the hat never returned to the store. He also had paid in cash. No one in this area knew this man. In the end, this lead was another dead end. Why do we use end in the, like twice in the same sentence? I don't. <laughs> okay, can I just say something? Okay, so maybe the dude just didn't like his hat anymore and he just threw it away. Maybe the hat had nothing to do with the boy. Yeah. Oh, wait. Didn't didn't they say they had, like, DNA of his on the hat or some crap? Yeah, probably hair. Yeah, hair. But it could have fell when the person who did dump the boy yeah. put him out. Maybe. So, like, hum. Hum, If Dante. Okay. Evidence. You want to read the evidence? No, I don't. She's illiterate, so she does not want to read the evidence. But I'm not very good at reading either. So let's go. We can do this. The boy's hair was crudely cut and located throughout his body, indicating that it was cut while he was deceased and naked or immediately before he died. Poor kid. I can't imagine what this kid could go through. Oh, so sad. And, like, imagine if he did actually have family who cared about him. Oh. That'd be depressing. You know, you'd think someone would come up after they see... Yeah. Dead bodies, missing posters. Like, no one said they knew the kid. So, I think that means that the family has to have something to do with it. Yeah, I think so. And I remember this, I was reading this story before, like, this whole thing happened. And, um, I was reading this article about this investigator who spent so much time and money into this case, and it led him nowhere. Ah, sad. Okay. His hands and feet were wrinkled, indicating that they were submerged in water for an extended time just before or after he died. The child... The child may have had a chronic eye ailment. Is it ailment? I think I'm pronouncing that wrong. I'm a little Alignment? I think it's ailment. <laughs> okay. Wait a second. We're just going to ask Google real quick. 
typing noises. Okay. <laughs> ailment. It's ailment, yeah. Okay. Ailment. <laughs> okay, okay, back to the doc. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are reading off a doc, because that's how profesh we are. We're very professional. The boy had not eaten two to three hours before death. He must have been starving. Two to three hours. I can't imagine how we felt. It's okay, Laura. You know, you know that little cringy Asian right here, you know, probably looking at us. Like, He's probably like, what the heck is happening? <laughs> what is going on here? What's up? We're just talking to the yeah, FBI. Yeah, somebody. FBI agent, what's up? The okay. faded, cheap flannel blanket he was wrapped in was made in either North Carolina or Quebec, Canada. Okay, do not drag Canada into this. Canada's a good place. Canada is a great place. It, it's the America, state's problem. It had to be North Carolina. You know? Yeah, Could, couldn't be Quebec. <laughs> Although Quebec people are messed up, so that Quebec people are mean. <laughs> but that's a different tangent. Yeah. <laughs> We should just make a podcast for that. It was also mass produced and shipped to multiple locations. His esophagus. His, his esophagus contained a dark brown residue, possibly indicating he vomited shortly before death. It's gross. <laughs> I mean, it's probably important, but you know. Yeah, probably. The boy was severely malnourished, like I said before, and cause of death was multiple blows to the head. Bang, bang, bang. Ugh. I'm dead. Oh. I didn't mean to kill you. Yeah, you'll have to take over from now on. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Bring me back to life. Okay. <sighs> Suspects. Or is that what this Theories. is? Or theories. Yes, yes, yes. Theories. Frederick Benosis, who was spying on the young on a young wayward girl. That that's weird. Was that initially really thought of as a suspect, but he was questioned and cleared via a lie detector test. Why I'm was he so spying on girls? He's creepy. I don't know. He should have you should have got something done. Yeah, that's a little creepy. Like, snip, snip. Mm-hmm. Another theory is that a foster home located about 1.5 miles from the crime scene was the first location police officers wanted to check. There were eight foster children residing at the time. All the children located at the foster home were checked out and the family was ruled out. Speculation still exists that Arthur Nicoletti... Nicoletti? Nicoletti, Nicoletti yes, okay who ran this foster home, is somehow involved. He refused to take a lie detector test and a, sit, and a physic hired to assist it in the investigation led the investigators directly to the foster home without ever visiting the area first. That's creepy. Like, the guy... Psychic? He refused to take a lie detector test. Okay. So that could mean something, you know? I want to tell them about our very, very last case. Not, like, this one, the one afterwards. There is no one. After. There is another one afterwards. Oh, just, just, yes, there you is. You guys are going to love that one. Oh, yes. Okay. The strongest lead occurred in May 2002 when a businesswoman known as M from Cincinnati, Ohio. Ooh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Ooh. Freaky. We just hate the states. <laughs> claimed her mother purchased the boy from his parents in 1954. So they're selling babies? Yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> they named the boy Jonathan. He was regularly abused and housed in the basement. He was described as being handicapped and could not speak. M claimed her mother killed him in February 1957 in a fit of rage by throwing him down on the floor after he vomited in the bathtub after eating baked beans. Investigators thought this was the lead they were looking for to finally solve the case. The police initially followed this lead, 
as there were remains of baked beans in the boy's stomach, and his fingers appeared to be water-wrinkled, both pieces of information that were never shared with the public. They were also encouraged by M's description of the boy, as a small child with long hair. This fit their, with their theory that his hair had been recently chopped, as well as an old testimony from a man who claimed to have seen the boy being placed in the box near the woods. However, after six months of attempting to corroborate his, her story, it was determined that M had a history of mental problems, and none of the information she passed could be proven. The girl's neighbors complained they never saw a child in her house. It's creepy how much she knows about the boy. Yeah. Like, it's so just, like, they didn't release that information to the public, and she knew that. Yeah, so I think she was involved. Maybe she was the boy's maybe, mom. Or maybe she was the murderer. Yeah, that could happen. And she did have a lot of mental illnesses, so that could have proved something. Okay, yeah. So, our final theory is about J.C. Penny himself. J.C. Penny did it! <laughs> he did it! <laughs> You're a little ahead of yourself. <laughs> James Cash Penny. During this whole time, he was only, what, 80? He was like 84, I think. 84? He could have killed his grandson. Or son. You know, we ain't judging anywhere. Why would he have a six-year-old son? It can happen. <laughs> Stuff can happen. His mistress. <laughs> Laura? Cheryl. <laughs> anyway, grandson, son, whatever. And... They would obviously have no record of the box because it was from his store. He eliminated the evidence. Oh, by the way, if there's a little bit of background noise, I'm sorry. These kids are tapping on the door. So being mean. They are being mean. Very insensitive. More insensitive than us. (laughs) Anyway, it could happen. Plus, he was born in Missouri, Ohio. Wait, no, he wasn't born in Missouri, was he? Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was born in Missouri. Oh, J.C. Penny. Yeah. Yeah. He was born in Missouri, Ohio. Missouri. <laughs> Missouri. Sorry, I say that weirdly. And, and, um, the dude, little kid, kid, uh, he was found in a box in Philadelphia, which is no. only a couple hours flight. No, but also the woman said that she lived in Cincinnati, Ohio. <gasps> so maybe he maybe they're in cahoots. They're in cahoots. Em <laughs> and JC Penny are in cahoots. Maybe she was JC Penny's mistress. M is the child's mother. <laughs> How old is M? You don't know. I don't know. They kept all her uh, stuff secrets. You know. Makes sense. She was a mentally ill patient. Poor. Th- do you, Do you think she like? Submit herself to like a mental institution. I can't speak. (laughs) Mental home? Yeah, I'm sure. Mental home. (laughs) That works. She could have. It could have been about the guilt, or maybe like if she wasn't the mother of the child, it could have been her mom thinking that she knew too much and sent her in. Or maybe her mother was his mistress. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) They're all his mistress. Regardless, no matter how many leads are produced, this to this day, this case remains unsolved. But before we leave, here's a quick word from our sponsors, Kodiak Home Security System. Kodiak Home Security System is an auto-based company. They do everything from installing doorbells to alarm systems. Use our coupon code DUO for $10 off your next installation.